particularly out here, if you've ever come out to Hawaii, the moon mm. is blazing out here. Whenever there's like an event, like an eclipse going on, I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get weird. And I started working with crystals probably 20 years ago. Um, I'm a bit of a crystal nerd. Crystal nerd. So, uh, with, with, uh. Hashtag crystal nerd, everybody. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to nerd out about stones, come talk to me. And she was like, you know, it, even if you're low, she was like, don't be afraid to get low, get really, really low because you know, when it comes around and right. she swiveled her hand up, it's going to be, you're going to go that much higher. Exactly. Don't be afraid to get that exactly. low because it's all a cycle. And I was like, she blew my mind. Mind blown. Everyone has a special gift. Mine, the circle of light. They speak through me, and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability, but now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet, and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean, and these are my crazy stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet for those of you who are willing explorers of the rabbit hole and for those of you who are just a little cosmic curious, <laughs> not sure whether you want to try it, maybe thinking about it, or maybe you just want to know more about it because we welcome listeners of every varietal, right? Yes. I'm here with my beautiful Marvelous friend, Melissa Bertigliano of Me? the Mars Lab. Yes, you. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> of the MarsLab.com. And we've actually just been having a ball looking at her beautiful new Circle Cycles Crystals guidebook. Guidebook. Volume one. Volume one. Tell me about it, Melissa. I want to know all about this. Oh, man. Okay. I got to get my spiel down. Okay. Subtitled. Yes. A guidebook inspired by the moon, mystery, and the magic within. It's And it is a, what do you call it today? Oh, it's a womanual. Womanual. <laughs> it's for the womanual, <laughs> for the womans. It's and, for the womans and the womans. And the woos. Yeah. And the woos. Yeah, it is not gender specific. No. Well, there is a little small chapter on menstruation. Because that is part of the uh, cycles aspect. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. We got to talk about that. I do. I do mention that if you don't bleed, perhaps you've picked up on some other cyclical thing that happens in your body. Right. And like, right. Right. Like yeah. the rate of armpit hair growth, perhaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Careful. I never really thought about what it would be, but sure, that counts. Sure. It counts somebody's man. got, you know, everybody's, and I'm going into all kind of creepy biological wormholes that I'm not going to say. <laughs> anyway. Earwax. But yes. let's talk. Oh, I did just count on my ears a, a couple of weeks ago, but let's not sidetrack. <laughs> let's talk about circles, cycles, crystals, the book, the movement, <laughs> what each of those words the mean, the lifestyle. Yeah. We both love a bit of a circle. We both love a bit of a circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. How we, we met. met Hula hooping. In a circle. In a circle. <laughs> so that is actually how Melissa and I met. We met uh, on the Big Island, Magical Place. I yeah. now live in Hawaii because I discovered 
the Big Island through this life-changing event. Mm-hmm. The um, what, what, I've forgotten the name. That <laughs> the, the was name called. It wasn't in depth. It was um, initiates. In, initiate. And it was yeah. a it was a hoop ret- hoop retreat. Yep. Where we were learning hoop moves. It was the first time I had hula hooped really with other people. I'd just been hooping by myself. Yeah, kind of the same for me. And that retreat also instilled in me a daily yoga practice, which I did not have before that. And yeah. I, I have kept up with that. That that was a life changer for me. 2014. That was January of 2014, and I've done yoga every day since then. Every day. Yeah. Oh my God. In some way, shape, or form. Like right after that retreat, I was pretty like, I have to do an hour of yoga every day. Right. And then now it's like, you know, (laughs) if I get five minutes. This sort of looks like downward facing dog, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. When I, if I stretch when I wake up, like some days that's got to (laughs) count. Totally like, I'm picking up some trash off the floor. (laughs) Definitely downward facing dog. Make it, make it yoga. (laughs) breathe <laughs> so just we want but anyway but just quickly to say we're huge uh exponent what's the word promoters of, of hooping yeah. as yes. a as a great exercise and but also really is a bit of a spiritual practice oh, because totally. it you know people work with me for a long time and you know they've got these physical problems or they're just trying to be happier and they're just trying to you know be emotionally free mm. And it's like the hoop does the same thing. Like, I mean, I could really kill my business right now with this cheat code. Get yourself a hula hoop because there is, and I've actually gone into the study now of this why hula hooping has such a profound effect is much like another amazing modality called EFT. The hula hoop taps on the body and it actually helps to work uh, emotional stress and trauma out of the right. body like releasing blockages releasing yeah. blockages because you go out and hoop and you feel awesome mm, yeah and I've tried to get people into it and being like come and hoop and they're hooping and they're laughing and they're like I just feel so happy yeah and then they never do it again it's yeah like- <laughs> yeah they giggle and like they think of it as like a silly thing yeah like oh I used to do this when I was a kid yeah and but- I think really it's just that idea of playing yes some people just can't let themselves they can't play. let themselves play but yeah. so something so much bigger is happening i think i mean yeah. yes sure it's you know you're you're getting your cardio and you're sweating and you're releasing toxins and all that good stuff that happens with any physical activity yeah but there's something more about hooping there's something energetic yeah. that's happening and i think and because i'm so in love with circles and spinning like i believe that something is happening when you're spinning i mean that's a whole other conversation but no yeah i mean it's all of the movements you do a lot of spinal movement as well lots of micro movements so there's a lot of just really opening up the body there's also learning tricks so you're Mm -hmm. exercising Mm -hmm. that left and right sides of the body and brain and all that kind of balancing that happens there and um i i think it's really profound and i would actually love to see hooping used more like therapeutically yeah I mean honestly I would love to see like vets using it female vets anyone it's there's also a lot kind of good goddess practice with the hooping too because I think for me there's something about the the hoop touching the body like you're getting you Mm. you're getting touched by this thing yeah (laughs) you're not getting much action out there (laughs) there's there's, not that I'm saying it's like a get down thing I mean it can be if you want but 
But the the physical touching of the hoop on the body, I think, also has like a, a therapeutic yeah. effect as well. Yeah. And just connecting to your own body right. without having to have someone else touch you to right. feel in your body, yes. which is, I think, another why I think it's a really wonderful, healthy self-love practice for, for young women and for guys. You yeah. Know, but And I've, yeah, I, I realized somewhere along the way just the fact that it's a dance partner and you're never dancing alone when you're dancing with your hula hoop and so it's yeah it's your yeah it's this way to feel connected so many good things about the hoop so many good things and I actually when I had my retreat in Hawaii I combined using hooping to Mm -hmm. open up the body and then bringing in the circle of light to bring in the cosmic frequencies because into this more open body because Mm. there's some Yoga, yoga is fantastic, but there is something about the, like I said, I think the tapping of the hoop on the body does something to open up the nervous system even more. Yeah. And we've talked about it, um, the role of the, the nervous system contracting, how it can block off and stop the kind of cosmic flow from being able to embody as easily that mm-hmm. using that hope to really open up the body and let the, the let the cosmic consciousness move in you've relaxed your nervous system enough for that to happen so you don't get so much of the nervous system pushing back and being like mm. i don't know what this stuff is so yeah. but everyone talks about hooping it out like if you've got an issue with a girlfriend mm, hoop it out hoop it out man yeah. go down to the park and hoop and talk because that as the hooping is calming the nervous system. So if there's something, a little charge going on, and there's a lot of girls who really worked out trauma and triggers and, you know, things like that from hooping and talking to friends. It's different than from just talking to a friend. Right. You're kind of actually having this therapeutic process. So Yeah, and the uh, community is really loving, and so it's not a competitive community yeah. by any means. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I've met, you know, all of my friends I've met at a hoop retreat or yeah 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 and i i think um it was the first big group community well that's not true because i was in theater and stuff like but after i left the comedy store it was very healing it was part of the healing process to kind of get into like the chick scene yeah (laughs) of the hooping right and this super loving super supportive super sharing it was all about sharing yeah and giving like nobody hogs their tricks everyone's sharing their tricks right and and the whole art form just keeps growing and growing and growing because it's it just operates on a much different level not like a a competitive like oh there's only enough for me yeah sort of thing so it's cool but we've done we just want to talk a bit about the hooping that's how melissa and i met yes but let's get back to (laughs) your circles yeah so that's my circles circles i mean there's a lot with circles but basically i'm kind of talking about hooping and dancing Mm. and completion no beginning no end yeah circle yeah and then cycles oh man i mean i've been in love with the moon since i don't ever remember not loving the moon Mm. but then i started working with her and communicating with her in a spiritual way i don't know i want to say five years ago but i can't i can't really put a timeline on it um so yeah, that's been a practice that's very close to my heart and very personal and dear to me. And and with that, you're you're tracking moon phases. I'm tracking moon Let's phases. Share a little bit about um, what that means. You know, if you work with new moon energy, that's and this is literally stuff I learned from the Farmer's Almanac 
like mm. 20 years ago. Mm. Um, you know, you plant seeds at the new moon mm. and then hopefully by the full moon, something has started to grow. Mm. Um, so we do that with our intentions and our aspirations and our wishes. Mm -hmm. Plant those seeds of intention at the new moon and then you start taking your action steps over the next few weeks. And then hopefully by the time the full moon comes, you can celebrate mm. seeing the benefits of all, Everything. all oh. your spiritual work that right. you've been doing. Right. And the full moon sort of letting go too for the next cycle, totally. right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that happens at the full moon or is it the bit in between the the, the full moon and the new moon? That's the waning, the yeah, half. Yeah, the dark the moon. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, so there's like a different phase every week really if you right. want to break it down. But, yeah, right before the new moon is the dark moon. You have three, usually two to three days where, um, yeah, you can really do some nice release work. Right. Break up with someone. Mm quit that job, mm. you know, just remove these things that no longer serve you. Mm. And then when the new moon comes, you're ready to start fresh. Right, ready to start fresh. I have to yeah. say I always notice, particularly out here, if you've ever come out to Hawaii, the moon mm. is blazing out here. There isn't yeah. that much other electrolyte to, to compete. And so yeah. I find really the moon is very intense. And whenever there's like an event, like an eclipse going on, I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go Maybe weird. Maybe that's what it was too. Maybe it was, I think that's when my practice really started six years ago when we moved out here. Right. I never really. Oh, yeah. But yeah, because I would see the moon coming up over the mountains behind our house at the time. And um yeah, I just got into it like I hadn't gotten into it before. It's very strong. And then I yeah. got into my, you know, for health reasons and stuff. Before that, I started tapping into my own menstrual cycle mm -hmm. and, then, you know, seeing the connection between mm -hmm. those two and um, and then just being obsessed with cycles of anything. Is anything. A, anything is a cycle. And again, like in a place like Hawaii, you're yeah. really – seeing cycles yeah more vividly than if you're in a big city where the distractions can go so it can be handy to kind of for people to anchor with with i think what i'm trying to say is that that something like your book you're you're helping people who maybe are in more distracted atmospheres mm -hmm. into this cycle that's happening so like when i was living in new york city though <laughs> Should it get pretty crazy on the full moons? <laughs> and you know, it's still affecting people. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have quite a strong natural connection that you're feeling that cyclical nature. Sure. You're, you're feeling the nature of humanity just go crazy. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't feel connected to th those natural cycles in some way, having a book like yours can help people anchor Absolutely. like Absolutely. oh my gosh I'm feeling like a bit of a nut job because yes. and then it's like oh hey because that's your book basically is breaking down from the summer solstice this year right yes mm -hmm. July June 21st June 21st is the summer solstice yep. so the book is you can start with that date which is great or you can yeah if, if you're listening to this later you can get it and look maybe back at that time and sure. see what might have actually been planning seeds or something tell me about the summer solstice as the starting point well the summer solstice just appreciating the the light you know the light has returned to us well i mean actually the light is going away at that point but right 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh you're here oh yeah <laughs> just kidding you're it's like leaving. a great great date that's you know never hear from you again the yeah. sun's about to ghost us but just tapping into the idea of summer and what 
ex, you know, not expectations, but what, you know, what summer can offer you? What can you offer summer? Mm-hmm. How can this exchange, what it, can you create an exchange between you and nature that you never really thought of before? Um, what kind of dance you want to carry out as these summer months go by? And just being the creator of your life, just stopping to think about how you can, you know, co commingle your dance through life with the seasons and right. the cycles and the rhythms of nature. These things are happening all the time around us. Yeah. You may as well tap into what I, I just think a lot of us haven't really tapped into our own innate magic. Sure. And I think like when I lived in what was a big shift for me when I went from like the West Coast to New York, where mm. you do really have seasons. So now this sounds a little contradictory, what I was saying about New York, but because you have that winter cycle. So now for me, winter is really in New York was very obvious. Like this is when I'm going to get productive in a nesty, mm-hmm. like work on a project inside. Mm-hmm. And then as the summer, the spring comes and you've got the building excitement and then the summer feels like that, that time to put put out there what has been germinating in the dark of winter yeah um and then you know kind of move into a new thing so you so your book goes from the summer, the summer solstice, solstice to the winter solstice to the winter yep. to the winter solstice mm-hmm. so and it, it does all the moon phases the yeah and then so within that with the moon phases we um touch upon what astrological sign the moon is in And then from that, we touch upon what element that astrological sign is in. So we work with the elements. We work with astrology. We work with the moon. We work with the seasons. We work with our flows, our own cycles, whatever those may be. Yes. And and I do mention crystals because I've been making jewelry since I was 10 years old. Mm. And I started working with crystals probably 20 years ago. Um, I'm a bit of a crystal nerd. Crystal nerd. So uh, with, with a... Hashtag crystal nerd, everybody. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to nerd out about stones, come talk to me. Um, yeah, so we talk about different stones to use depending on what element we're working with right um, so it's, it gives people a bit of a structure like how to handle what you can use yeah. what to what to focus on and yeah which uh, little crystal shiznatch to yeah. grab yep. during that cycle yeah maybe yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and there's no right or wrong you know i feel like i'm i'm just putting ideas out there i'm putting out practices rituals ideas that have worked for me mm. And you can take it or leave it. Right. I, I just hope to open the doors for you to these ideas and practices. And then, of course, you're going to make it your own dance. I'm mm. just excited to share my dance because, I mean, it's been quite a dance. Full disclosure, in my 20s, I really struggled with anxiety and mm. depression. Mm. And I and, you know, doctors right away are just like, well, Let's take some medication. Right. But I was so anxious that I was afraid to take medication. Right. So I never wanted to do that. I was like, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Awesome. And back then, the internet was not what it is today. Mm-hmm. So I bought books and I sought out spiritual teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked really fucking hard on myself. Yeah. And this book is kind of the result of that. So there's all these tools and they all circle around um, the idea of self-care. Yeah. So anything 
that I'm sharing with you is to elevate you to live your best life. Live your best life and get into those. I mean, we both, I think we both kind of went through that. And I see that sort of anxiety, depression stuff very much as spiritual initiations now. And and that's another thing that's not really well understood because – because we're so quick to rush with uh, medication for me because my mum had a quote-unquote mental illness and I, even though, and I, and full disclosure here, I fully support my mum's use of medication oh, because sure. it has definitely yeah. helped her. Um, and But at the same time, such big side effects and, mm. you know, a lot of, you know, quote unquote negatives that I was when I experienced depression I kind of went well I think I really was depressed <laughs> really depressed until about 18 but I can't kind of started having a breakdown then mm. I did not want to go to that go there because I was so terrified of being mentally ill sure. like my mother I was yeah. just terrified of it but so but I from an early age from 13 I was like I'm gonna have to get some help here because yeah yep. and that's know. about when it was for me too 18 uh 1920 1920 19, and there's yeah. probably some cycle with that oh, I know for totally. me it was my first big relationship started triggering a lot of stuff mm. and uh but I went to therapy mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I, I also dropped out of university where I was Surprise, surprise, studying psychology, you know, and and I went to art school, started mm-hmm. med- meditating and actually started partying more. And I think <laughs> um, all of those things helped shift me from never experiencing joy. I did not know that you could feel happy every day. Yes. Didn't same. know that. Yep. Didn't know. Yep, me too. But and these things pushed us to find, to push us, push me and I think what Melissa is saying here too, into a spiritual practice. Yeah. And that's why I see it as an initiation because we were trying to operate from one level of consciousness with what we had. Yeah. Things get really bad. And from my perspective, this is the soul force pushing yeah. in, going, it's, it's sort of pushing against the mind. So you've got that anxiety and that stress and that tension saying, you know, you got to crack. This isn't enough. What you're reaching for, what you're seeking for isn't enough. And that will usually drive somebody into, and, I, yeah, I found my first crystals too around someone gave me a rose quartz and I was like, man, this is yeah. this is making my meditation deeper and yes. I feel better, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards. Actually, I think the first thing I, I got a clear quartz and I'd been doing transcendental meditation. Someone mm. had got me into that and I wasn't transcending. I wasn't. I wasn't, I was still just sort of doing the mantra and thinking a lot. And then mm-hmm. I did it once with a clear quartz quiz, quick quartz quizful. Mm-hmm. And I went straight down the rabbit hole, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get her back ever since. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so crystals. Yeah, working with crystals, they can just, I think they can just take your practice to, a, you know, they just tweak it a little they bit. They tweak it a little yeah. bit, yeah. They definitely, I, and I did, again, it wasn't until I had my big event that I really became sensitive to the energies that mm-hmm. are coming out of crystals and be like, oh, and I could feel them reorganizing my chakras mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. you know, it sounds a little woo I was, I, but, you know, I was, I wasn't really, I mean, at that time, that was quite a long time ago. So the whole sort of 
There was one hippie chick at art school that I went to who sold crystals at the market. <laughs> so know? is that one hippie chick? That one hippie chick. <laughs> Emma, if you're out there, this is this is what ended up. You sold me the first <laughs> clear quartz crystal, clear quartz crystal, and uh, rose quartz. And the rose quartz, I had met a guy. And I was... Um, yeah, that's the love stone. The love stone. And things were a little bit shaky at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was getting anxious because, you know, I got that kind of nervous nervous system mm -hmm. and I got the rose quartz and I meditated with it and it calmed me down enough that I could relax and pull back and let the cycle of that mm -hmm. initial part of the relationship play out instead because there is that cycle when you meet people, often there's a coming together and then there's a pulling away mm -hmm. and a coming together, so mm -hmm. pulling away, and that's the sort of cycle of people working through their feelings about coming together whatever it is yeah and if you get anxious as I do during that that cycle uh it can really blow up the relationship before it's even had a chance sure. to yeah. uh, to blossom into something so mm -hmm. the rose quartz calmed me down and I was like there is really something to this shit because yeah. I didn't I didn't you know freak out and be like or try and cut the person off I just calmed me down enough to handle that that just thing. to be yeah not yeah. try to like hit fast forward or yeah I get get past the discomfort yeah like, I'm just gonna yeah. break up with this person because I'm starting to feel uncomfortable right it's right like, oh yeah let's just pause let's just pause yeah and there's a lot of pausing in the book a lot just of pausing pause yeah mm. That's something I really had to teach myself. Right. And I still, and this is not to say like, I'm an expert on all these things. Mm -mm. I am still figuring this shit out. But yeah. I do know some stuff that has worked. Totally. <laughs> so totally. I feel like it's the book that I needed 20 years ago, but it's the book I still need now. Right. And um, I'm really proud of it. It's beautiful. I've got a couple little doodle like I when I was first trying to figure out how the hell do I describe this thing but I, it still holds true it is it's one part seasonal self-care guide mm -hmm. it's one part lunar wisdom book mm -hmm. um and it's one part zine like there's zine, this is zine man there's quotes <laughs> there's poetry there's photos yes. um there's doodles you yeah. know oh. it's a really fun Thing Melissa is, but you are really good with that sort of. If you haven't checked out uh, Melissa's Instagram page yet, the Mars Lab. Yeah, the at Mars the Mars Lab. Lab yeah, at the Mars Lab, you are so good at finding quotes and beautiful mm -hmm. images. Like your Instagram game is is strong compared to mine. Mine's like Thanks. a random skydiving video <laughs> once every two <laughs> weeks. Once every two weeks, and like a selfie. I got. I know I should be making more memes, but I'm just. <laughs> Too busy jumping out of planes, people. What can I say? But yeah. you are—I mean, such a wonderful sensibility for that. Yeah. I love those things. Yeah. So I, yeah. So there's that. The, the, yeah. It's it's like <laughs> it's very nurturing. All it's that a bigger beautiful... version of my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, damn, girl. Yeah. Looks good. So and yeah. she, and what was the? You just figured out today that the actual cycle how long it's taken you to produce oh this oh my god it's been nine months nine guys. months nine months i pushed, and I pushed, and I pushed. <laughs> <laughs> but you and it's funny well it started in october when i was in a particularly low place but i didn't really recognize it as being low mm. and then these past nine months i mean there's been 
I've moved like so many times right? and I've had incredible um, highs and lows, yeah. even more incredible lows. And, and this book has carried me through it all. It's been this thing that I, I've um, been lucky enough to return back to and been able to put, put energy into. And yeah. And that really is that sort of, again, it's an initiation because to, create something to have something come from your soul and to go and do something that's out of the comfort zone yes i've never written a book before you've never written a book (laughs) and it's absolutely beautiful you guys i was looking at today going damn girl so good it's so good i'm so proud but but also you've had and it's a lot of what i see in the creative process a lot of what i call threshold resistance as well Mm, so as when people are again moving towards something that is unknown that naughty nervous system starts yeah. to kick up. It wants to keep you in the same place that it understands. I don't even think we we're going to do a whole episode on how naughty the nervous system is. Yeah. Uh, but it wants to keep you in the same. So, that, again, the soul is pushing for expansion. The nervous system and the mind is pushing to keep everything the same. And a lot of that stress and tension and anxiety that people feel when they're going for something bigger starts to come up that's the nervous system going Mm-mm, it's dangerous yeah. don't do this yes. your life is going to change yeah. you don't you want to keep everything the same even if the same is being broke addicted injured sick your nervous system still wants to keep things the same over that so bizarre and but also at the same time those feelings of anxiety it's actually energy and that's a lot what what the circle teaches and how we work with people that as the anxiety is coming you either believe it and you succumb to it mm-hmm. or you go oh wow all this buzzing in my body or this this the the fear feeling or even anger the heat in my face all of these really charged uh, feelings that come up as we're pushing our comfort zone is actually energy and if you learn how to feel that instead of fighting it then you get the energy and that pushes you forward. So I, I truly believe that anxiety and fear and, and some of the other shame is another one. Um, we'll have to do a whole show on shazam, shame mm. to shazam. <laughs> is, but it's, it's, it's both, it's the nervous system pushing back on you, but it's also the energy you need for the creation. Yes. And that's a great cycle to understand. Like right. if, okay, if I'm going to push my comfort zone, I'm going to get uncomfortable. It's time to get comfortable with the uncomfortable feelings yeah. because that's the energy I actually need to push this baby out like you've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just remember, um, this just popped into my head when I was in my 20s and I was working at this natural food store with some other nice crunchy ladies. Mm-hmm. There was this older woman um, and at, oh, how did we get on this subject? She said I, and she was a bit of an intuitive person and she just walked past me and she kind of was walking by and then she just stopped and kind of backed up a little bit, came back to me and she's like, I always get this feeling of hope when I walk past you. Oh, yeah. It's your vibe, man. And I was like, wow, that's, I try to have that. I'm glad that you pick up on mm-hmm. that. Like I, I definitely try to have that, but not, I was, you know, not saying I'm Susie Sunshine because that's not who I am, but Mm-mm-mm-mm. And she's like, no. And she kind of, you know, paused for a minute and she was, um, she started moving her hand at, at like, a, what is this? Like a, like a, like, you know, kind of 
the beginning stages of motioning out a circle. And okay. she's at the bottom. An arc and, kind of An arc at the bottom. And yeah. she was like, you know, it, even if you're low, she was like, don't be afraid to get low. Get really, really low because you know when it comes around and right. she swiveled her hand up, it's going to be, you're going to go that much higher. Exactly. Don't be afraid to get that exactly. low because it's all a cycle. And I was like, <laughs> she blew my Ooh, mind. Because, mind blown. Yeah. When, you know, in your 20s and you're dancing around depression, not wanting to call it depression or anxiety or whatever, mm. just feeling like I, I just always felt like I know that I can feel better, but I never labeled it as anything. But in hindsight, you know, depression and anxiety, they are real things. And it just, yeah, it just changed the way I looked at my emotions. Yeah. Energy and motion. Yeah. Energy and motion. And don't be afraid of it. Get don't be afraid. Into get into it. it. Get yeah. into it. And this is one of my big. Because that's the only way you can get out of it. That's the only way you can get out of it. It's just going to keep knocking on your it's front door. Keep, because that's the energy you need for the next swing. Yes. That's the whole thing. And this is one of my big, oop, big gripes with the, uh, People who just want to be positive all the time, mm. they're often using a suppressive positivity system. And, uh, and I, you know, the circle have given us a lot of information about this and we've got like tools that work with this. Um, so the suppressive positivity is just when you're not honoring those more intense emotions, when you're not letting yourself feel you're just being happy all the time to not feel some shame or some anger or some fear. You're actually creating a suppressive system in your body. Whereas if you allow yourself to go into the low spot, the stuff at the bottom of the arc, mm -hmm. then I think you gather that energy and that's what gives you the swing up to the top. And that is an authentically positive feeling when you haven't, right. when you're not fighting it anymore. That's the natural state of expansion that happens when you're not fighting feelings, when you're not suppressing feelings. Yeah. And, and we don't in the West or wherever, we don't tend to have a good relationship with that cycle of how energy is moving. And that's really mm -hmm. one of the other sort of cycles in the circles, isn't it? To, mm -hmm. to let yourself mm -hmm. touch all points. And that's what the seasons do, you know, yes. like in the winter when you're a bit festery indoors, when you have a real seasonal kind of thing, you're kind of yeah. indoors and you, you are doing maybe a lot more introspection. I know here in Hawaii when it's most of the things I love to do, 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 are you know skydiving and swimming it's if the when the weather is bad quote unquote why bad weather is not really bad legit <laughs> yeah it's still pretty good but but those external activities aren't there anymore so it's it's like navel gazing time it's yeah. you know you got to get into the fields you yeah be like oh, i'm so lonely let yeah. yourself feel that because there there's something in those states that once it's integrated gives you powerful momentum once the, you know, once the spring and the summer come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're starting right at summer, it's like um, we kind of start planting those seeds mm -hmm. of practices, rituals that will carry you through the dark months if. Ah, um, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some people maybe aren't comfortable or don't feel their best in those dark months, but get dark y'all get dark get dark okay <laughs> and i just because you know emotions 
energy in motion. Mm-hmm. It's the mind that says it's good or bad. Right. So, of course, we say, well, anger's bad and shame's bad. And, yeah, those emotions are uncomfortable, but when we can stop labelling them as good or bad, sure. then we can harness the energy of them. But when it's like, you know, and I think we've probably talked about this, like a lot of women have a hard time, um, you know, having a relationship with anger mm-hmm. and... Uh, and so they tend to suppress it more and that's where you get the depression and you get like a lot of body body issues, a lot of inflammation and that sort of thing because people want to be, ni- you know, they want to be nice and positive and lovable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, they start to suppress all that. And having your feelings doesn't mean that you're acting out on them. It doesn't mean that you're like running through the streets, like punching people in the face <laughs> because that is the other way we're avoiding connecting to the emotions. So yeah. say if it is anger... People are either suppressing it or they're expressing it, but they're not feeling it. And that is the different thing is to Mm. actually feel it. And when you just sit and feel, okay, I'm angry, what does that feel like? Okay, I've got heat in my cheeks, Yeah. right? Oh, that heat is just energy. And when you just sit with it and accept it, then you don't need to go and punch someone in the face, right? Yeah. Or bury it down in your body. And that's really what sitting with these uncomfortable feelings is it isn't dwelling it isn't moping it's allowing yourself to have an energetic relationship yeah to the energy that's in those emotions and maybe some of the things that that are like triggering them or whatever but yeah it's it's important to have a have a healthy relationship to our uncomfortable feelings yeah and um and working with cycles is a great way to do that absolutely and and just acknowledging it and then I got a chance to talk to the circle mm. and I, I asked, what is it, you know, something that, you know, us regular folks can do uh, every day or, or whatever to just tap in and connect. And the circle said to kind of sit. Well, I took it as like, because I meditate, right, which and I use mantras. So I'm in my head. I think more than I realize. And since talking to the circle, I've tried to shift that to my heart space. Mm-hmm. But, and they mentioned the love and acceptance, mm. which I learned from you, Georgia, mm. back in 2014 when we were on the big island. Mm. I fully and completely love and accept the part of myself that feels like shit right now. Exactly. It's so, it's so simple. freeing. <laughs> it yeah. works. It really works. Yeah. yeah. And be, so then, but you have to acknowledge the shit. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, to get to the point where you can have a little respect, dare I say, love for it, and mm-hmm. then mm. it goes away. It goes away. It goes away. The minute you start, that's why they say, you know, the the the, uh, the source of all suffering is resistance. Yes. So if you're resisting your emotions, that's when you get anxiety, depression, physical yeah. problems. Yep. When you stop, feel, they just, the energy can then dissipate. It's yeah. just pretty, it's like you've got, like, what are those <laughs> Those old things where they'd have like a a can. It was like an old gag thing. Like you've got this kind of weird snake with a spring in it. Oh in yeah, the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're all like squeezing our springy snakes yes. into a can, and that pressure of the spring on the can is the discomfort we feel. Yeah. The minute you just kind of open that can up, <laughs> and the you know it goes, and everyone laughs and laughs and laughs. Then you've got the the expansion. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways that we use suppression there's lots of different um 
sometimes really good looking things like um Weed. you know being being alcohol a, yeah but, but workaholism all your oh, all sure. your all your isms you know <laughs> um if not imbalance are like suppressive uh sure. suppressive mechanisms numbing so, yeah so when but when you go when you have something like your book where you go okay well here is like a roadmap to the cycles where i can work with these feelings and you create a space for it i find for example, with my clients, the minute people actually start working with their feelings, a lot of the problems start going away straight away because the system already sees, ah, she or he is creating a space to work with these feelings. I no longer have to act out Mm -hmm. with this physical pain, with this anxiety, with this depression. That's I think it's the first really big part of the healing process is that you just go, I'm going to make a space for this. And yeah. immediately the system goes, okay, that's that, all that pressure was just to get you to start doing that. And now the fun growth part actually happens yeah. through that. And you might not have like the massive depression, but just having a book like Melissa's gives you this kind of roadmap to do the self-care and go, oh, right. okay, this moon's coming up. Whether you even necessarily believe in the moon energies, which I do feel the 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 frequencies that come off the moon yeah but even that you've just created a roadmap yeah where you go okay on this date i'm going to consider my whatever is appropriate as working with the moon cycles yeah you your system will be like cool that's when i'm going to deal with that issue yeah <laughs> i don't have to keep yeah acting out and right and trying to draw attention yeah. to it by making her feel depressed and angry about it can yeah. do something about yeah. it yeah and even just teaching people to sit in circle what does that mean well you gotta get the book but <laughs> i mean <laughs> i didn't i didn't grow up in a place where i don't know my household was like pretty traditional 80s 90s you know we went to right. church on sundays but church never spoke to me as a place where i could sit and find peace and it was you know it was the thing that we got dragged to on Sundays yeah 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 so when I learned to sit in meditation sit in circle create my own circle what does that mean I'm sure I'm sure it looks different for everyone Mm. whatever their um, ritual or prayer practice is Um, but yeah mine has a boner for the elements. So (laughs) (laughs) I work with the elements. If I'm sitting in circle with myself or others, you know, fire is usually there or, um, you know, there's incense. So that's air. Right. They're all the, like the pieces, elemental pieces you'll bring in to make a sacred space. Right. Yep. My sacred space looks like me, uh, like sitting in my bed. (laughs) That's what it looked like for me before you got here this morning. I was like, oh, wait, I got to like, I just got to. And I just sat on my bed and stared at the wall for five minutes. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm good. I am not. That was also my yoga. Yeah, yeah, that was your yoga. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting on the bed yoga. She's done yoga every single day since 2014. (laughs) Test me on it. I have passed 100%. A plus. A plus. So, but the, I think, um, I think for what, I think what I'm trying to say is that I do that every morning. So that's where my ritual is. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't necessarily set up, set up a more physical space. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't do that every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I do do that every morning. So it's, yeah. it's, it, the space is in, in the time. And then other times right. we'll do like a magical, you know, magical alchemy session or something like that. And I'll set it up a bit more, you know, with bringing the crystals, bringing mm-hmm. the cards and get, you know, have fun with that. But anytime you create in space or time or artistically, mm-hmm. or because I do think, my, you know, part of my big healing was, starting to go to art school and I started oh, yeah. painting and just actually started experiencing being in the zone of just being in that painting zone and not really having the mind there anymore and I was painting all these paintings of animals you know it was all about the animals struggle against man is like our struggle against our own minds and wow, <laughs> like, so it was yeah. really nice paintings but but that was my first way because to really process a lot of the big feels that I had and this struggle with my own mind um, and why, you know, why and, and and that's really been now I help people struggle with their minds. So that was but you, a lot of the times you learn from what you experience, how mm-hmm. you get through it, and that's kind of like the starting gateway point for you to then be able to shepherd other people through the experience. Yes. And with training and, you know, yeah. obviously I've got the cosmic forces crushing mm. into my brain, helping out with that as well. But um, I think sometimes people think, oh, someone who's a healer or a practitioner has to be perfect sure, and not have any feelings and be like a robot or they, <laughs> you know, like some perfect role model yeah. who isn't perfect. But that's the cycle of life. The more you are evolving, mm-hmm. the more of your resistant energy will start coming up for you to see mm-hmm. and for you to just keep working with and then go through another thing of expansion and I think that's a that's a really big thing why you see like people have downfalls when they get to a, mm. a certain level because this idea that they that they oh they're you know they're a big public speaker they should they should know everything now or yeah. they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be making mistakes they should be perfect for start us start shooting on them start mm-hmm. shooting <laughs> <laughs> gonna shit shit on it. her. Shit on it. Shit it all over me. <laughs> um, I'm ter- terrified to be shitted on. Um, and it's terrible when we shit on ourselves. And we shit on ourselves too. Shitting yeah. on ourselves is the worst. Yeah. yeah. You should have. You should. That's the good ego being a bad, bad boy. Yeah. You should. You should have been gooder. Yeah. You should have been better. Should have. Should have never made a mistake. Could have done better. So this cycle that we are ever evolving. And that there is that it doesn't matter where you are in your process of growth, this cycle of energy coming up to be seen, to be integrated, to be worked with continues. Yeah. It continues. Yeah. You know, until we are we basically, I think, but until you become one with the universe mm-hmm. totally, like mm-hmm. probably pop off at that point anyhow, it's yeah. it's there because right. it's, it's the way we're returning to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I think your book is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you so much. Where can the people get it? Themarslab.com. Themarslab.com. Melissa does beautiful jewelry. She's a wonderful person. She's a beautiful spirit. I'm so. No, yeah. (laughs) Stop it. Keep this cycle going. No. No, no. You are one of us. No, I'm super, super excited. So. Whatever point you're listening to, Melissa has great stuff about this. Yeah, and if you're listening to this like in August, like, oh, shit, whatever, just reach out to me because I'm sure there's going to be some kind of um, virtual circle 
already in progress right. around this whole book. So yeah, we're I'm gonna make it so that you can hop in at any hop time. in, kind yeah. of pick it pick it up and yeah. pick it in. That's yeah. a nice thing about a lot of digital products right, too, is right. that they can just kind of keep adapting as well. Like yeah. you don't, you know, we are in. We you know we're all growing. Yeah, it's a cycle. Cycles. Yeah. Circles. Crystals. All right. Mm -mm. Well, I think we might wrap it up on this one. Yeah. I'm super stoked for you. Yeah. People, thank you for joining us on Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. And if you do have anything that you want Melissa or I to talk about, you can hit us up on our Instagrams. Heck yeah, you Hopefully can. Hopefully we should have an Instagram Insta Instagram Instagram game. <laughs> See, I can't even say it. I'm so bad at it. That just goes to show she don't got Instagram game. I yet. got no Instagram game. <laughs> I do have cool skydiving videos, though. <laughs> then they're not even that cool. But they're pretty, I think they're cool. I like to put music with them. It makes it a lot better. But hit us up. I'm Circle Evolution. Yeah, I'm at the Mars Lab. Send us a little yeah line. IG love. Yeah, yeah. and uh, if there's something you want to know about about these concepts that we can expand upon, oh, we would love to. We will do that. There's yeah. lots to talk about. We want to hear from you. Yeah, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe, rate, review, review. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's gonna be good, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. Make it good. Make it good. Don't shit a good to me. Don't I, shit on us. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. On the next episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. Yeah, I, th I think that's the biggest thing with losing someone is like, well, if you believe that in angels or in, you know, that life goes on just in a different form, like yeah. you can know that, but that, but it's like, what do you do with that physical space that that human used to occupy? Totally. That's the hard part. I think even having the connection to the other side, you still have to psychologically process the physical loss, the, the, the loss of this person in this lifetime as you knew them. And there was a lot of, um, with losing a, my dad, a lot of what I would call existential angst, just this, there is this figure that is one of your primary energies that basically bring you into this world mm. is now gone in that form, so.